0: We all want to feel like we belong, to be heard and seen and believed. We want people to listen to our stories and witness the truth of our lived experiences. We are seeking validation and connection. We want to immerse ourselves in the vast dynamism of the human condition. I'm Jared Carroll, your host of Belonging Stories, a podcast where each episode we share one short, five-minute or less, first-person narrative that explores the individual and collective impact of belonging. Specific anecdotes and experiences that are authentic, compelling, and vulnerable. So stop what you're doing, take a couple deep breaths, put the headphones on, and let's listen to today's story. They were two of the biggest kids in seventh grade, Todd and John, and uh, they... They picked me up by my, by my nipples and, and kind of slammed me against the lockers, um, kind of pinned me there, maybe a foot or two off the ground, and I was squirming and kicking my legs and trying to get away, but there was no way I could outpower them. I was a pretty scrawny kid back then, and uh, I was probably only up there for maybe maybe 10 seconds at the most, but it felt like years, the, the shame, the embarrassment uh the anger. And uh all the other kids it was right before school, so there were a couple hundred kids, you know, walking by, going to their classes, pointing and laughing and smiling and 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 no one no one did anything. Um no one no one said anything. Uh, and then they let me down and we all went, to, went off to class and 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 that was it. Um I, I don't know why they did that. Uh I would imagine just because they were bullies and they were bigger than me and, and they could and they had the social capital to, to do that and I I had none. One theory I have is that uh, it was it was the shorts that I that I wore every day, uh, that I had worn every day since probably since fifth grade. Uh, these very short, kind of, kind of nerdy. Uh, they weren't even athletic shorts. They had pockets, but they were. They kind of remind me of what John Stockton used to wear uh, in the NBA, very short shorts. And in middle school, it became pretty clear that what was okay in elementary school in fifth and sixth grade was not cool in seventh grade. Um, I was an athlete. I was pretty sporty and, uh, it was fine in fifth and sixth grade because we were playing soccer every recess and doing that whole thing. But in seventh grade, it kind of became a, a source of, of, uh, of joking and, and, and poking at me. But the thing was, we couldn't afford, uh, a different pair of shorts. Couldn't afford the longer, hipper, cooler surfer shorts. Um, every Friday or every other Friday when my mom got paid, she would cash her check and we had this, uh, this accordion envelope and it was a, a kind of a tannish brown, pretty, pretty weathered, kind of like you would, You'd see it, a, a tax, someone doing their taxes in or something. But this was for our budget. My mom would cash her check, and she'd have all these different hand-printed, taped-on labels, rent, gas money, water bill, uh, haircuts. And she would put the money in to those slots. And whatever was left over, there might be... Uh, we had a, uh, a slot that said something like spending money. And there was never very much in it so we couldn't afford the the uh $35 to get a, a new pair of shorts but finally after a couple months we, we did and i and i got them and i and i wore them <laughs> every day i think for for seventh and eighth grade Um, and i remember that story because of the humiliation and the shame and the and the powerlessness that I, that I had at that point to, to do anything about people who were stronger and bigger and more popular than me, combined with the, uh, the socioeconomic um, status that I had and unable to get myself out of um, that situation in any real, effective, impactful way. And that, that, um, that feeling sticks with you, that sense that you're not wanted, that you're, that you're being othered for stuff that's largely beyond your control. And so as an adult, I'm always mindful of, uh, you know, how, how are people treating each other? Who's got the power? What are they, what are they doing with it? are they willing to give up some of their social capital and use it for for good to to support and uplift others sometimes the answer is yes and sometimes unfortunately it's no thanks for listening to belonging stories short five-minute or less first-person narratives that explore the individual and collective impact of belonging. I've been your host, Jared Carroll. To hear new belonging stories episodes as they come out, please subscribe to the podcast. And please share the podcast with your networks to spread the belonging stories far and wide. If you'd like to share a belonging story on a future episode, please connect with me on LinkedIn or via email at jared at jaredcarroll.com and we'll discuss how to make it happen. Thanks again for tuning in to the Belonging Stories podcast. I appreciate you being here. Until the next episode, be well.